Encyclical Letter, Nullis Certe Weobis, On the Need for Civil Sovereignty, by Pope Pius Ninth. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Encyclical Letter of Our Holy Father, Pope Pius Ninth, To Our Venerable Brethren, the Patriarchs, primates, archbishops, bishops, and other local ordinaries in grace and communion with the Holy See. Venerable Brethren, Health and Apostolic Benediction We have no words, Venerable Brethren, to express to you what consolation and what joy, amid our most severe distress, we have derived from the singular and wondrous fidelity, affection, and respect towards us and this Apostolic See, which has been shown by you, and those committed to you, as well as from your glorious unanimity, courage, zeal, and constancy in protecting the rights of the said sea, and defending the cause of justice. For, as soon as by our encyclical letters, addressed to you on the 18th day of June of the year last past, and afterwards, by our two consistorial allocutions, he became acquainted to your exceeding grief, with the very grave evils under which both church and state were suffering in Italy, and learned the nefarious outbreaks and outrages of rebellion against the legitimate sovereigns of Italy, and against our and this Holy See's sacred and legitimate sovereignty, you immediately attended to our wishes and our cares, and hastened, without any delay, and with all zeal, toward public prayers in your diocese. Moreover, not only in your most dutiful and affectionate epistles addressed to us, but in pastoral letters and other religious and learned publications, raising your episcopal voice to the great glory of your name and order, and boldly asserting the cause of justice and of our holy religion, you vehemently denounce the sacrilegious assaults made against the temporal sovereignty of the Roman Church, and defending, with great constancy, this sovereignty you made it your glory to profess and teach that it was given to the Roman pontiff by a special purpose of that divine providence which rules and governs all things, in order that he, being never subject to any civil power, might exercise the supreme office of the apostolic ministry divinely committed to him by Christ our Lord himself, with the most complete freedom and without any hindrance over the universal world imbued with your doctrines, and roused by your bright example, the children of the Catholic Church, our best beloved, have made and are making every endeavour to testify to us the same sentiments. From every part of the Catholic world we have received almost innumerable letters, both from ecclesiastics and from laymen of every rank, degree and condition, some of them signed by hundreds of thousands of Catholics, in which they clearly declare their filial devotion and veneration towards us, and vehemently denouncing the rebellion and outrages committed in some of our provinces, protest that the patrimony of the blessed Peter must be preserved whole and entire and inviolate, and must be defended against every wrong. Moreover, many of them have wisely and learnedly maintained the same in appropriate publications. These noble declarations of yours, and of the faithful, 
which well deserve to be honoured with all praise and acknowledgement, and to be inscribed with golden letters in the annals of the Catholic Church, have so moved us that we could not refrain from joyfully exclaiming, Blessed be God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of mercies, and God of all consolation, who comforts us in all our tribulations. For amid the very grievous afflictions under which we are suffering, nothing could be more agreeable or more delightful than to behold with what united and beautiful zeal for the defence of the rights of this holy see, all of you, venerable brethren, are quickened and fired, and with what a hearty spirit the faithful entrusted to your charge share in your feelings. You will easily understand, by yourselves, how our fatherly good will, both towards you and them, grows and strengthens as by best right it should. But while our grief was being soothed by your and the faithful's wondrous zeal and love for us and for this holy see, a new cause of sorrow came from elsewhere. Wherefore we write these letters to you, in order that, in a matter of such moment, you, above all others, may have the fullest knowledge of the feelings of our soul. Lately, as many of you know, there was published in the Paris journal called The Moniteur, an epistle of the Emperor of the French, in answer to a letter from us, in which we earnestly entreated His Imperial Majesty that, by his most powerful patronage in the Paris Congress, he would preserve whole and inviolate our and the Holy See's temporal dominions, and free them from a nefarious rebellion. In this his letter, the exalted emperor, after reminding us of certain advice which he had lately offered to us concerning the rebel provinces of our pontifical dominion, recommends us to consent to renounce the possession of these provinces, it being his opinion that by these means only can the present troubles be healed. Every one of you, venerable brethren, clearly understands that the thought of our most grave duty made it impossible for us to remain silent when we received a letter of this kind. Wherefore, without delay, we hastened to write back to the said Emperor, freely and openly declaring, in the apostolic freedom of our soul, that in no wise could we consent to his advice, because, regard being had to our dignity, and that of this holy see, to our sacred character, and the rights of the said see, which belong not to the succession of any royal family, but to all Catholics, it was attended by insurmountable difficulties. Also, at the same time, we declared that we could not yield up that which was not ours, and that we clearly understood that the victory which he wished us to grant to the rebels of the Emilia would be a spur to the native and foreign disturbers of the other provinces, to make the like attempts when they saw the success attained by the rebels. And, among other things, we declared to the said emperor that we could not abdicate the said provinces of our pontifical dominion in the Emilia without violating the solemn oaths by which we are bound, without giving rise to complaints and disturbances in our other provinces, without doing a wrong to all Catholics, and, in fine, without weakening the rights, not only of those Italian sovereigns who have been unjustly deprived of their dominions, but of all the sovereigns of all Christendom, who could not see with indifference certain most pernicious principles introduced. 
nor did we omit to remark that his majesty was not ignorant by what men and with what monies and protection the recent outbreaks of rebellion at bologna at ravenna and in other cities had been excited and accomplished while far the greater part of the population remained as if astonished at those outbreaks which they by no means expected and showed themselves by no means inclined to take part with them and since the most serene emperor judged that those provinces were to be abdicated by us on account of the outbreaks of rebellion frequently excited in them we opportunely replied that this argument as proving too much was worth nothing since similar disturbances had frequently happened both in european countries and elsewhere and since everyone knows that a legitimate argument cannot be derived thence for diminishing the temporal dominion of sovereigns. And we did not omit to point out to the said emperor that his first epistle, addressed to us before the Italian war, which brought us consolation and not affliction, was of a wholly different kind from his last letter. But since, from certain words in the imperial letter, published by the said newspaper, we deemed that we had reason to fear, lest our said provinces in the Emilia were already to be considered as severed from our pontifical sovereignty, we entreated His Majesty, in the name of the Church, that even in consideration of his own good, and of his own benefit, he would take care that this, our fear, should be completely dispelled. And with that paternal charity with which, we must always watch over the eternal salvation of all men, we recall to his mind that all men will one day have to render a strict account before the tribunal of Christ, and to undergo a most severe judgment, and therefore that everyone should strenuously labour that so he may experience the effects of mercy rather than of justice. Such are the chief things which, among others, we answered to the exalted emperor of the French, and which we thought ought, by all means, to be communicated to you, venerable brethren, in order that you and the whole Catholic world may know more and more that, with the help of God, according to the duties of our most weighty office, we will fearlessly make every attempt, and will leave nothing untried, to defend strenuously the cause of truth and justice, to guard with constancy, and to keep whole and inviolate the temporal sovereignty of the Roman Church, its temporal possessions, and its rights, which belong to the whole Catholic world, and, finally, to watch over the just cause of other sovereigns, trusting in the divine help of him who said, In the world you shall have distress, but have confidence, I have overcome the world. Gospel of John, chapter 16, verse 33. And, Blessed are those who suffer persecution for justice's sake. Gospel of Matthew, chapter 3, verse 10. We are prepared to follow the illustrious footsteps of our predecessors, to rival their example, and to suffer the most rude and cruel trials, and even to lay down our life, rather than in any way desert the cause of justice and of the Church of God. But you can easily imagine, venerable brethren, with what bitter grief we are afflicted when we behold the frightful warfare by which our most holy religion is attacked, to the great injury of men's souls, and the raging tempests in which the Church and this holy sea are tossed. 
Also, you easily understand how deeply we are grieved, knowing well the great danger to men's souls in those our convulsed provinces in which, by pestilential publications, piety, religion, faith and morality are daily most miserably shaken. Do you, therefore, venerable brethren, who have been called to a share of our solicitude, and who have shown, with so much ardour, your faith, your constancy, and your courage, in protecting the cause of religion, of the Church, and of this apostolic see, do you continue to defend this cause with still more zeal and courage? Do you every day inflame more and more the faithful entrusted to your care, that, under your guidance, they may never cease to employ all their efforts, their zeal, and their application, to the defence of the Catholic Church and of this Holy See, as well as to the maintenance of the civil sovereignty of the said See, and of the patrimony of the blessed Peter, the care of which concerns all Catholics. And one thing, venerable brethren, we implore of you again and again, that together with us, you and the faithful entrusted to your care, will offer to Almighty God the most fervent prayers without intermission, that he may lay his commands upon the winds and the waves, and with his present help, be with us and with his church, that he may arise and judge his own cause, and that he may graciously deign to enlighten all the enemies of his church and of this apostolic see, and by his omnipotent virtue lead them back to the ways of truth, of justice, and of safety. And in order that our God, thus invoked, may incline his ear more readily to our prayers, let us, venerable brethren, especially ask the suffrages of the Immaculate and Most Holy Virgin Mary, Mother of God, who is the most loving mother and most faithful hope of us all, the ever-present pillar and guardian of the Church, than whose patronage nothing is more effectual with God. Let us also implore the suffrages both of the most blessed Prince of the Apostles, whom Christ our Lord constituted the rock of his church, against which the gates of hell shall never be able to prevail, and of his co-apostle, Paul, and of all the saints who reign with Christ in heaven. We nothing doubt, venerable brethren, that your distinguished piety and your sacerdotal zeal, in which you excel, will induce you most readily to comply with these our wishes and requests. Meanwhile, as a pledge of our burning charity towards you, we lovingly impart our apostolic benediction from the bottom of our hearts, together with our wish of every true felicity to you yourselves, venerable brethren, and to all the clergy and faithful laity entrusted to the vigilance of each one amongst you. Given at Rome, at St. Peter's, on the 19th day of January, 1860, in the 14th year of our pontificate, End of encyclical letter Nullus Certe Verbis On the Need for Civil Sovereignty by Pope Pius the Ninth Recording by Algie Pug